What up, everybody? Welcome to the 265 Media Hoop Show. This is In the Paint with Daniel Marches, brought to you by the 265 Media Podcast Network. And today, I just want to give two players their flowers, and that's Lori Marketing of the Utah Jazz and Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. And I'm going to start with Lori first because he has had an amazing start to this season, averaging close to 24 points, 10 rebounds, and almost four assists per game. He's really showing what he can do in a leading role and when healthy. I think that his confidence came back this summer while he was playing in the Eurobasket. He was dominant. He had a big game against Croatia, scoring 43 points. He nearly got Spain up out of there in the playoffs. And he shot 54% from the field, 40% from three. He averaged about 27 points and eight rebounds over the course of the Eurobasket tournament. And this is the player, Laurie Marketing, who everyone thought he would become upon leaving Arizona for the NBA draft in 2017, but it never really happened. He showed promise in his second year when he was at 18 points and nine boards, but injuries zapped his confidence a little bit. And I totally understand every season, it was always something with his body. He already missed 128 games during this span of his career. But this summer, he was healthy. He played elite basketball for his country. And now it's translated in a small sample at the start of this NBA season for him. And what stood out to me is the fact that I've never seen him other than a pick and pop type of guy. But now you see him as a creator. You see the ball handling skills. You see the passing ability and the scoring at on three levels, getting to the rim, hitting the midi, and also hitting from three. And you even see him on defense competing and holding his own. He's either guarding wings or bigs. You know, I'm really loving the versatility that Laurie Markin has been playing with. And I think that he's a real good fit for this Utah Jazz team. Like the activities, the activity on both sides of the ball. On one end, he's engaged on defense. And then on the other end, you see him creating on the pick and roll as a ball handling big, scoring off the pick and pop as well. Like I said earlier, getting to the basket off the dribble and his pull-up jumper in the mid-range has been money. And really, he's just in the flow of the offense. Like, you can tell that he's been on a mission this offseason, getting in better shape and getting healthy. And his game is why Utah is 3-0 and right now. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Laurie Market in this season. Got some questions, though. Can he keep this level of play up? Does the Jazz even want him playing at this level because of the tank job that they want to do to get Victor Wimbyama? Or... How about this, y'all? How about this? Maybe the Utah Jazz wants to showcase Laurie Markkinen, giving him the green light in hopes that he plays at an, at an above-average level so it can up his stock and Danny Ainge can trade him for Danny Ainge, y'all, those first-round picks. I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I'm definitely sitting in the house like, I want to know what y'all think about Laurie Markkinen, man, he's playing at, at an all-star level. I hope that he can keep up this output like he's been showing out. He's been really in his bag and stuff and showing us something that a lot of us really didn't see in his game. So I'm really looking forward to see how that works out for him going forward the rest of the season. Another player I want to talk about, let's talk about him, Jason Tatum. And I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jason Tatum at the start of this season. 
If y'all listened to the podcast earlier in the summer, I was definitely on him during that finals run because he wasn't playing like the star that he is. And I thought that he was playing the finals like it was a regular season game. And we can say that in the games that he played bad, they lost. I also thought that the Celtics should have won a title last season. They had more depth. They was bigger. They was just better, but the Warriors just wanted it more. But that's then, and this is now. And we see that Jason Tatum is definitely showing those signs of being that even superstar level player that we know he can reach. And he's aiming for that championship. You hear him in the interviews. And now you're seeing it in the games and stuff. I love that he's becoming a vocal leader with this squad and everything. And it looks to me that Tatum is definitely looking primed for an MVP run. He's averaging, what, 35 points, eight rebounds, three assists after the first week of the season. Like, he's locked in. We've seen it against the Magic. Yeah, he scored 40. had a great game scoring 40 points. Just being all over the floor, his activity has been really good. But I was really more impressed on how he took on the Paolo Bancaro challenge. And that's another player right there. And Powell, I got to talk about someday soon because that rookie's a problem. And he was killing Boston in the game. And then Jason Tatum was like, let me guard him. And he made it uncomfortable for Bank Tatum, made him force Ben Carroll into a turnover, made the youngster work. And that's what you want to see from your leader. Take on the best, not only vocally, but as well as on the court too as well. But you know what, honestly, in a sense, I'm glad the Boston Celtics lost in the finals because now we're going to see what Jason Tatum is really made of. He wants to get his lick back, as the kids would say, from losing in the finals. And we see him at the start. I think that this is the season that he's going to average 30 points on the season. He's going to get some serious MVP buzz, right? Now, I said that there's not going to be an American-born NBA MVP this season. But I also think that Jason Tatum, he do has the best chance to prove me wrong, I think that he has a strong chance to actually win MVP. He has the scoring ability. He has the court vision to make plays for others. And he has that experience too, already at the young age of 24, from already having a few deep playoff runs and also the chip on his shoulder from that finals loss. I think that Tanner would definitely win MVP. But I just wanted to give a quick shout out to these two players, Larry Marketing and Jason Tatum, on what I've seen so far in the paint with Daniel Artest. It's basically me giving players their flowers, just talking about mad random stuff, nothing, nothing too crazy. But um, yeah, before we get out of here, two more things I want to touch on. Now, I want to touch on this NBA relegation rule real quick. I've been seeing a lot of rumors about Adam Sandler possibly creating a relegation rule to where like the two worst teams will get demoted to the G League, while the two best G League teams will get promoted to the NBA. And I'm like, uh-uh, you ain't going to do all that because... If you demote two NBA teams down there, you're going to put the rest of the G League in hell. They ain't going to win no games. It's going to be vice versa when you send two G League teams up up to the big leagues. It's going to work. It's a, different, it's a different level. So I think that relegation is crazy. It sounds great. It's a great idea. But to do that, you're going to have to change the whole landscape of basketball in America. It's not like Europe where everything is tied together regarding teams and different leagues and everything and how teams get knocked down to the lower levels and lower level teams can get moved up. You have to change the whole landscape of basketball in America. I wish they would, though, honestly. It would be fun to see, but I think that in America, it won't happen and stuff. So listen, everybody, just be comfortable, be happy with your playing game. And also, hopefully, that midseason Commissioner's Cup will definitely work. I would love to see it. I would love to see it only if they make sure that they're on the West. 
you got the Chamberlain division. And on the East, you got the Bill Russell edition as well. And then maybe name the Commissioner's Cup MVP after Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That'd be so dope, man. I would say no to, to relegation, though. I don't want to see that. Unless, they, unless there's a way they can make it work. But that means tapping into the minor leagues and making these players better, making these teams better and stuff. But um, yeah, that'd be crazy. And also, another thing before I leave, and this is going to be real quick. Stop making Russell Westbrook the scapegoat for everything, please. All right. Granted, yes, he's shooting bad. What, 28% from the field, 8% from three. Okay. He has to hold himself accountable as well. But I'm just thinking like, everything got to be his fault now. Y'all got the Russell Westbrook shot miss watch. So every time he misses a shot, y'all just be going crazy. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Damn, that's insane, man. I think I thought basketball was a team sport. I just think that with Westbrook, like you're dealing with a guy with a different type of personality. And also, I honestly think that um he don't really like playing with Patrick Beverly, to be honest. That's the guy that basically ended his athleticism a little bit with that deliberate play, and now you got to play with him. And think about it. Him and Pat Bev wasn't messing with each other all this time. Yet now it's like he got a force to to deal with Pat Beverly now on the same team. But it's cool, Pat Bev trying to make it right. But listen, Westbrook is a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. November 13th is my birthday. I know Westbrook's birthday is November 12th, so we the same. We don't forget nothing. We hold grudges, all that. So I already know how he's feeling about Pat Bev and everything. But yes, like what the Lakers got to do is actually man up. This this is this goes to everybody on the Lakers staff. Darvin Ham, Rob Palenka, y'all got to man up. And what I mean by man up, respectfully, of course, is that is this pretty much time to really bench Westbrook and send him home with pay. That's pretty much what it's going to come down to. You see the energy of the team. You see his energy. He's on the court, like, looking despondent, looking like he don't want to be there and stuff. So he probably doesn't want to be there. So y'all got to handle that. I think that y'all coddling this dude a little bit too much now. And as Darvin Ham, you being a new coach, it's going to cost you the locker room. You don't want to do that. It's your first job. So it's about that time. It's about the time to just make it happen. We see it. We watching the games. We see the body language. It's trash right now on court. So... I just think that it's time to make that move. And also for Westbrook, though, he needs to take accountability that he's not that same type of player anymore, which is hard, though. Westbrook been top dog for mostly his career, so it's hard to fix his mind and, and everything. I would like to see Westbrook play like a Draymond Green, just be a playmaker slash defender. He can help on the boards and everything and just be that energy guy and stuff. He can't do the same things that he was doing before. It's crazy, though. Because I don't understand how his free throws drop like that. I don't understand how that automatic mid-range went away. It's just crazy what's going on with Westbrook right now. But I think that he could play that Draymond Green role and just be a straight energy guy. I think that it will help the Lakers a lot. But the Lakers, y'all blame Westbrook a lot for the issues when y'all don't have no shooting surrounding LeBron and AD. So this is a whole roster thing. And it's going to be bad for the Lakers going forward, to be honest. It's going to be really bad for them. And uh, I just think that they need to uh, cut ties with Westbrook, possibly hopefully get a trade or whatever. Y'all got those two picks y'all don't want to give up, but y'all also want to get better. Y'all can't get better if y'all use those two picks. Sometimes in this league, you got to pay to play. Sometimes you got to pay to play. And in order to get that, you're going to have to give up those picks. So the Lakers, y'all in a bind. Y'all have, have a bind right now. So I'm just hoping that y'all can fix it or whatever. Something got to be done. Y'all know what it is to be done. Us fans know what it is that needs to be done. So the Lakers, we just waiting on y'all to just do it. Don't wait till Thanksgiving. Get it in now. Because look at your schedule. Y'all going to be bad. Shoot, y'all might be 3-17 and 17 by the time Thanksgiving come around. So 
you know, fix it. But with that being said, we got out of here. Thank you for listening to In the Paint with Daniel Artest on the 265 Media Hoop Show brought to you by the 265 Media Podcast Network. Don't forget to follow me at 265 Media and at In the Paint with DA. With that being said, we got out of here. Love is love. Peace.